Welcome to the Recognizing Potential podcast. This is the podcast to hear authentic stories of marriages that have gone from ashes to excellence, tips to improve your own marriage, definitely some hard truths, and experts in fields that will help you navigate the good, the bad, and the in-between of marriage. I'm your host for the show, Cameron thompson Alariki. I'm the wife to Mo, who is a pilot, so we do talk a lot about aviation on here. And Mo and I have Mason, who is a teenager, and Zane, who is a toddler. I'm an Enneagram 2 with a one wing, a former public school teacher turned Gottman certified marriage coach, an avid self-improvement reader, a homeschool mom, and traveling is an absolute must for our family. That being said, this podcast is set up as if you and I were old friends, sitting together, drinking coffee in a coffee shop, and vulnerably talking about life together. So you'll definitely hear about my boys, my marriage, and my life's adventures of all the things that I just mentioned. If improving your marriage, authenticity, and growth are your jam as much as they are mine, you are definitely in the right place, and I couldn't be more excited to have you here. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, leave a review, and don't forget to share to your socials so that more people can better their marriage along with you. Thanks for listening, and let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, y'all. Before we get started on this week's episode, I have to tell you about the date box. Now, you know that I never share anything I haven't already tried, and I'm ridiculously picky about what I attach my name and brand to. But as a certified marriage coach, one of the things that I'm most passionate about is connection. The more connected you and your partner are, the less conflict you're going to have, the less relationship stress you're going to have, and the more partnership closer friendship, deeper emotional, and better physical intimacy you're going to have, which leads to a stronger relationship overall. And that's why I've partnered with Happily. Happily understands, like I do, that finding a sitter, matching schedules, or living somewhere with a lot of new things to do may be a challenge. And sometimes you just want to have a date at home in your comfy pants. Am I right? Happily's got you. With a date box that's sent straight to your door, there's no excuse not to have at least one night of customizable connection every single month. Mo and I love our date box. We've customized it to what we like to do. And he loves that there's a customized playlist that we get to listen to on Spotify for a little mood music. I love the cute new recipes that we get to bake together and enjoy as we play a game or activity that they always send us. Now the games and activities are actually fun and they help us get to know each other because even though we've been married for almost seven years, we're not the same people that we were when we first got together. So getting to know each other for who we are now keeps things fun, spicy, and connected. And if you're struggling to plan a date with your spouse for less than it would cost you to get a sitter and go out, let Happily take care of the planning for you. Just go to thehappily.co Fill out the questionnaire to customize your date box onto what you like to do. Pick how often you want a date box sent to you and type in the code DIVORCEPROOFMARRIAGE, all one word, for 50% off your first month. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Proof Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron thompson Alariki. Today, I am with Grisha Andrea Steigler. She is an economist, a European-related and international procurement expert, an orgasm coach, trauma healing and grief recovery specialist, founder of the Empress O Method and the Conscious Woman Academy. He is one who helps women become confident in their orgasms so they can heal their past trauma and abusive relationships. And then the last 20 years, 
She has learned hundreds of methods all around the world from the best teachers and masters. In her unique and holistic Empress O method, she combines ancient traditions and methods learned all over the world with modern trauma healing and grief recovery. She's been featured on the Yahoo Top 10 as the number four love coach across the world after star coach Matthew Hussey in 2021. She's been invited as special expert in Hungarian and international summits and podcasts, and she has her own video show, Women to Women with No Taboos and Men to Women with No Taboos in Hungarian. Wow, that is an impressive resume. Garisha, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for, for the invitation. And I hope that we can create some very special uh, talk about and, and this uh, uh, conversation about uh, you know relationships and how we can shift and how we can be free and being loved also in the relationships. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited about this. So let's just dive right in because I'm sure that we are going to be here for a hot minute talking about all the things. Um, so we're both relationship coaches. And one of the things that in relationships that I see the most is a difference in libido and how, you know, and it's not always the women that have the lower sex drive. And so I want to really talk about that. I also want you to kind of touch on the fact that low libido can also be a symptom of resentment. And so kind of talk a little bit about that, what you've seen and how to get out of that or how to, you know, at least equalize the sex drives or to work with each other's sex drives so that you can have a really fulfilling relationship. Exactly. Yeah, I fully agree. So most of the time, I also heard that, you know, only uh, women are with low, low sex drive. And then I also have male clients. And uh, recently, I have a little bit more male clients, um, because I'm also working in person in, in Hungary. And I have a very special trauma healing uh, massage. And, um, and yeah, so many men are also struggling with, and then they have much more shame around this. Therefore, yeah. they are not talking about this because most of the time women, we are saying, oh, I don't have it. And, and it's, it's not, not, and then, then we started, to, our intimacy started to fall apart uh, and uh, men have much more shame around this. And I can fully uh, relate to it because, because um, you know, it's about their, their manhood, their mm -hmm. power. And for us women, we can find, you know, our power and creativity and, you know, manifestation energies in different things. But for men, it's like, it's absolutely obvious when it's happening. They mm -hmm. are just waiting. They are hoping that it will change and it will come back. And uh, years after years, when they, when, uh, for example, um, in from medical wise, they are healthy, but in the bedroom, they they couldn't, you know, they couldn't perform. Right. Then they start to find uh, and look for another opportunities to to find out what happened. And for me also, I have five, 10 years, you know, with this, with this um, uh, low sex drive and they just found me and, 
and they have other physical uh, issues for example you know they are drinking alcohol they are taking mm -hmm. drugs they are so stressed so kind of like these these also could could cause um and then you know we all have uh, you know some stress in our lives and uh, and the other thing is also the um uh, that um unhealthy uh, lifestyle you know mm -hmm. with the food and also with less exercising could also cause diabetes this mm -hmm. this is really really a uh, big one uh, for uh, for uh, causing low libido from sure. the male male side i think it can happen for women too that way you know with you know we're not getting enough sleep we're not taking care of ourselves we're not exercising enough we're not eating nutritious foods we're eating you know overly processed junk especially here in america um i don't know what the food sources are like in hungary but in it's, america it's the it's, same yeah oh, yeah really? it's, it's, okay yeah it's the same and also you know that as as they are we are living in this busy lifestyle like a robot you know that every single day the same uh especially if there are kids in the yeah. uh, you know in the family so uh, and then we don't have enough time to proper uh for proper eating you know right. we are just just eating something quickly and uh you know what we, or maybe uh we are cooking that oh what is the the easiest one to cook yep. and then it's Fastest. most probably it's not yeah it's not the most healthy one um and this could also cause that we need to uh, what i feel that that we need to fully shift a uh, kind of like big mind shift uh then uh looking around at what we can change in our lifestyle Yes. And uh, also uh, what I uh, realized recently that slowing down, even just for a few minutes, helps a lot to, to really connect with our body and feeling what's happening and, and hearing uh, the, um, the wisdom of our body and the signs of our body. And, um, and, and, and as we are, we are, uh, Every single day, I think that the time is quicker and quicker, and we yeah. want to push and press uh, more into these twenty-four hours. Yep. And forget about our basic needs because that what what we were talking. It's absolutely the basic needs: eating, uh, exercising, taking care of ourselves, and also, uh, you know, our sexual energy is our life force energy. So if we are not taking care we are suppressing it we uh yeah. we we are thinking that it's it doesn't matter or it's not important then it means that our basic needs are not met and therefore you know we are we are lost ourselves in our life and then our life is not about us anymore yeah so touch on the resentment part of it too, and like how to equalize those sex drives or how to work in a marriage when you and your partner don't have the same level of sex drive. Yeah, definitely. First time, uh, uh, the um, communication. So most of the time, what we were just touched upon, that um, uh, we don't know what our basic needs are. Because yeah. there are a lot of uh, a lot of suppression, a lot of uh, uh, also ignorance, and also that we were not feeling loved. Therefore, we don't want to to uh, reach that 
space where we were rejected, we mm -hmm. were not hurt, and uh, this came from that we were uh, we were not loved. Therefore, it's easier and it's a kind of like learned pattern. So basically, it came that we, uh, you know, since our childhood, we were not heard, we were not loved and cared on a way we really wanted to. And in the relationship, when uh, after the honeymoon phase, you know, these kind of attachment uh, patterns are switching on uh, because they really want to be healed. And, uh, you know, our beloved partner is the, um, the most, the biggest trigger points for us. Oh, right? for and sure. The kids, but, but mainly the partners and showing us what needs to be healed. And the first thing, what I'm always starting with a, with a, a couple, if, if I'm working with a couple, then, uh, then say it out loud what uh what do you feel hurt in the relationship even just the small things and it turned out that you know most of the time two three uh kind of like in four uh, you know 40s um in the uh, couples in the fourth in their 40s then three years old kids are just kind of like arguing that this is my this is what i wanted uh, and then you know showing to each other and then it's so from outside it's a little bit funny but it's very sad that yeah. they are not they are not recognizing so therefore that uh, you know when when i'm triggered when i'm uh, i'm hurt then uh, i have the right to and i you know that i should be validated about my my pain points what what i feel you know my emotions and then most of the time, you know, with this with this kids uh, argument, then then we are not hearing the other. And then it's very important that um, then one partner in this case should be a mature one, a kind of like adult one, and hold space for the other one who is hurt. And of course, if both they 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 trigger, then it's very uh, difficult. So in this case, it's what I'm suggesting to. Um, to express what is going on, and of course, when when it's it's uh, it turns out that my needs were not met since my childhood, then uh, uh, then I'm not sure that I can express what I need. Most of the time, you know, when when I'm hurt and I'm crying, then I cannot say what I need. Maybe just yeah. a cuddle. Maybe just kind of like leave me alone. I need a little space. I need to walk. I need to yeah. be alone, or maybe I really want to be hold and 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 uh, held on 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 this kind of like safe and and loving space. And um, so this is uh, one is the communication. So how we can we can communicate about what is going on, and uh, why we cannot express our needs. And this is also connected with the lonely that because I don't feel safe. Yeah. I don't know how to feel safe in my body. And then for being intimate with my partner at the beginning, you know, that, you know, in this, this um, uh, big uh, pinkish, uh, you know, clouds, you know, and we are, we are a little bit blind. Yes. then uh, we 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 don't see that it was also there or most of the time there was everything was there but we projected 
everything what we wanted to see in our partner which comes from uh, that uh, uh, the uh, the um, characteristics and behaviors are of our parents and also the yep. relationship patterns what we uh, what we learned from our parents yeah and uh, this is hidden at the beginning of the relationship because we yeah. don't want to see because we want to we want the opposite most of the time the opposite and then we are projecting yeah he is or she is that one oh my gosh this is so beautiful and uh, and when we are in the you know the 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 busy everyday life you know which started starts to be very boring you know because mm -hmm. of the rhythm Mm -hmm. then we are losing and then if you just remember at the beginning we have time for being intimate we yeah. had time to to go uh, go out and have date why we are forgetting about that so it was this could be it was what we made yeah. important it was what we were intentional about and now, you know, the relationship goes on for, you know, however many years, usually it's five or six that, you know, you're in that honeymoon phase for five or six years and then, or like the beginning of the power struggle stage. And you don't actually start getting into the meat and potatoes of a relationship until like year five, year six. I did a podcast episode, um, on the different stages of the relationship. And I can't remember exactly what episode that was. Um, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But I did that because I don't think, like I was never taught that before I got married or before I, you know, got and started dating that there's different stages of a relationship. And so, yeah, like that's what's played out in my own marriage too, is, you know, once you get into that power struggle and you do start projecting. And it also, I think- it takes an immense amount of self-awareness that I don't think a lot of people have anymore because it's not taught in schools and our parents don't know it. So they're not teaching us. And so if we aren't able to feel our bodies and like, okay, I'm angry. Where am I feeling that anger? Is it in my stomach? Is it in my head? Do I feel like my skin's being ripped off my body? And then you have the attachment style of, avoidant or anxious or disorganized that 75% of the world has now. So we're all just, you know, in this pool of mess of our own that we're trying to wade through and work through and just get to the side and be with our partner. And we want it to work, but it's not. Um, and it does. And this is why people need help. This is why people need help with their relationships because they're too close to the fire to actually see the individual flames. And they're too, like, they don't see what's happening from the outside. So it is like that three-year-old that you're talking about where it's just, well, I want this, but I'm not getting it. Well, he wants that, but I can't, you know, I can't meet my own needs. So I can't meet theirs if I can't meet my own. And so it's this push-pull cycle. Um, dig into a little bit of that, um, in terms of, so a lot of times what happens is couples will just say, this isn't working. I, I just want a divorce. Like, um, I'm not attracted to you anymore. So dig into that. Like when you've had, and, and this is a trigger warning for anybody listening, 
on emotional, we're going to talk a lot about abuse here because Gurita is a trauma coach. Like she is very well, um, you know, educated in trauma. And so we're going to start talking about that here, but Garisha talk about when you have been in an abusive relationship, financial, emotional, physical, not necessarily physical. Um, cause we hope that if anybody is in a physically abusive relationship that they'll get out, but emotional really abuse is just as bad. I think as physical abuse, you just can't see the hurt. You can't, you know, it's not a physical marking, but talk about that when you've been in that kind of a relationship. Is it, first of all, is it possible to create a healthy relationship, healthy dynamics after abuse? Number one. Number two, talk about attraction and, and how, you know, a lot of times people that are saying, I want a divorce um, because I'm not attracted to you anymore. So like, talk about divorce in that aspect. Like, is there a better way? I believe there is, but I want to hear your thoughts um, on abuse and creating healthy relationships after abuse and also um, attraction and what you think about that. Yeah, related to abuse, that uh, we are choosing a partner based on our childhood uh, patterns. And if our uh, our parents were abusing each other, and I also point out the uh, the verbal abuse because most yeah. of the time, and I think that uh, no one in the world right now who couldn't experience any verbal abuse, and also oh, the second, for sure, second one is sure. the second, and then maybe we can we can clarify what the verbal abuse means. That he, uh, when you are criticized, when uh, when you have some negative. Uh, um, um words what is hurt for you so this is absolutely that it's very important if we are talking about abuse and also trauma then it's the most important thing that that moment when it happened with you what did you feel and if it was hurt and if you felt like you you were frozen or you wanted to run away or you couldn't handle the situation and you started to be less or smaller than the other, it's absolutely a kind of like a, a, a symptom of abuse or trauma. And then you felt helpless some way. And then so the second one, what you mentioned, the, uh, the emotional abuse, it's a kind of like emotional manipulation that you know, I do this, uh, you know, with a kind of like conditional love. I do this if you do that or I will love you or I've, uh, I will. So this right. is, this is absolutely, uh, I think that most of the time, you know, we cannot, we cannot do love uh, without any conditions because this is what, how we, you know, how we were conditioned. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and I also have, have in my Hungarian uh, episode with, with both uh, with uh, women and men that, um, abuse as a love language because this is how we grew up you know that yeah that kind of like we uh, we learn how to be loved by abuse in different ways you know i will yeah. love you if you eat the spinach or something like this so this is yeah. also an uh, emotional abuse and also the financial as i can see uh more and more that and then we are not aware that we are depending on financially, uh, especially if, you know, as women, we um, we, uh, we become mother, then yeah. somehow we feel 
somehow we feel uh, uh, financial uh, dependency from our par uh, partner. And uh, if it's like, if we are feeling that, you know, I'm, it's limiting me. And also I have clients right now who started to work and then she realized that because it was absolutely okay that she raised the kids and then yeah. uh, her her meat her needs were not met and then you know that it was okay I didn't have time and now the kids are bigger so I ha I would have more time for myself mm -hmm. and then her husband doesn't want to give the money for that yeah. because it turned out that he feels that that uh, she is not doing anything so she's not he's not valuing his her work i mean he's not valuing her work for what he uh, she's done for the kids for the family and this is also i think uh, also kind of like uh, power struggle and power game oh that, yeah you know, absolutely sexual abuse is when you know um I'm with my partner, but I I don't really want it. Or yeah. at the beginning, you know, I also have a passion, but there is something happening and I cannot say no or please stop it. This right. could be also kind of like, this is a self-abuse because I cannot set my boundaries. I cannot say no to, to because I'm scared to reject because I, 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 I scared to be punished on a different way, for example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, you know, I've seen so many couples um, that have, I think every couple that I've worked with on some level has experienced some type of abuse. Um, and we don't even realize that that's what it is. You know, anytime, and, and I'm glad that you, touched on the self-abuse because, you know, when you don't feel like you're saying you're able to say no, like, no, I don't want to wash your clothes. No, I don't want to go pick up your dry cleaning. No, I don't, you know, but you do it anyway. You're going against yourself and you're going against your own boundaries. And so then when you don't feel like you can say no of, no, you know, I'm, I'm too tired to cook dinner tonight. Well, but I have to, because then I'm going to, you know, not be given money to go get my nails done on Friday, or I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be criticized for it. Anything. I think criticism, Dr. John Gottman talks about the four horsemen and criticism. Men cannot handle criticism at all. Women can usually handle criticism, but they can't handle contempt. So that's when the contempt, when the contempt starts in, that's when women usually check out is when they feel like their partner is saying, I'm better than you in some way, shape or form. And that usually, and it's, it's so sad because it does usually happen with women who are stay at home mothers or it, it even happens with women I've seen too, where the woman is entering the workforce, but then the labor at home doesn't get divided equally. And so the woman is not only doing a full-time job in the workforce, like outside the home, she's also doing a full-time job inside the home and sometimes working three full-time jobs with taking care of the kids all by herself while the husband goes and golfs for five hours on Saturday, but then she doesn't get any time for herself. Or does it feel like she can ask for time for herself because she's, 
going to get be told no, or it's going to be like, he's going to scoff at it or he, you know, something. And then also, um, you know, all of the, the cooking, the cleaning, all of that is also falling on her. And so then our husbands, you know, husbands are wondering, not mine, but um, other husbands are wondering, well, why don't you want to have sex with me? Well, because I'm working three full-time jobs here, dude. Like I can't, I, I, it, it goes back to those basic fundamental needs. I'm too stressed. I'm too tired. So, and I probably haven't eaten very well today because I'm too busy. So, um, it's that intention. It's, oh, it's so hard, so hard. So, so dig into that abuse and, and how do we get out of that abuse cycle and start building a healthier marriage? Yes. First, you need to find out how our patterns related to abuse and start to heal it. And then even, uh, you also ask that whether uh, whether there is an abuse in the relationship, whether it can be turned uh, turned back. Yeah, uh, I feel that we need to find uh, the right moment when we start to do the therapies or kind of like ask for help, because especially if we cannot say no, we cannot set our boundaries, and we are doing uh, even we are almost dying all of this, and it's yeah. it's so so overwhelming and so stressed. Then. Um, then we need we need help and then we need help also by ourselves to really uh, create a new uh, basis of our relationship and in this case when when I can see also with my male clients that they start to to uh, change and then they have the criticism for for their their vibes then then you know that you change and and then, uh, you know, women uh, women are saying that, oh, you are changing and I don't want it because she was leading and because the man was absolutely uh, taking care and also with the kids and also providing good money, you know, financial abundance. And then this is also not just from the uh, women are going for therapy, but men starts to, uh, because they also yeah. feel that something is not okay and especially the, if they have any uh, kind of like potential problems uh, so it's like it's very important to be together in this process and then uh, what I can see that most of the time only uh, one uh, um, party uh, is is uh, open to it and the other one yep. is not in this yep. case I can see so after a while you know uh, now or later uh, if they cannot partner in the change, in the shift, and even not seeing that this will also so supportive for their kids because yeah. they are not carrying that sa the same pattern for, uh, you know, when, when they can break the pattern, then the kids were not, uh, will not be suffered by them. Yes. And so it's very important which stage, which stage uh, we can kind of like realize that we need to change and we need to go back partially to the honeymoon phase, you know, yeah. go out, have date, have own time and also kind of like separately um, find refilling hobbies, programs, you know, that kind of like me time. We also yes. need to find um, a kind of like a time together be intimate when when we can we can meet just with with ourselves and without kids without family without the problems yeah. and then this is like like 
we can create it together. So it's not like, it's not a one man show. So the, right. the relationship is absolutely, absolutely. We need to, because we, we committed to be together. Yep. We committed to be in a good and a bad times. But and you then, know what, Garisha, that right there, I'm, oh, I'm so glad you're touching on all of this because that right there, 75% of relationships end simply because of a lack of commitment. People don't know how to commit to things anymore and actually stick with it. We're in this society of just, you know, everything is instant gratification. And so when things get hard, we move on. We think it's going to get better. And it's not. It's not going to get better if you move to a different relationship because five or six years down the road, you're going to be repeating these same patterns over again because you haven't gotten therapy. You haven't worked through it. And that partner, I believe that God puts us together with the perfect person to help trigger us the most to help get those patterns out and bring to the surface what we need to fix, like you were saying. But I want oh, I want you to dig into the masculine and feminine energies even more because this is so vital. This is something that I teach in my program too. Of if a like men were created, literally created to be the protector and provider, but because a lot of times they go to work, they're doing a great job with their job. And then they come home and it's like they switch into their, their wounded feminine or their feminine energy. Everybody has masculine and feminine energies, but it's like, well, I just want to receive, bring me my dinner, make me my dinner, bring me a beer, bring, you know, rub my feet, do for me, do for me, do for me. And the woman then has to be in her masculine even more where she's been in masculine all day with the kids and everything else. So like, talk about how that messes with your sex life, how that messes with, um, you know, just the relationship overall. But if a man isn't showing up the way, and this is not dogging on men, you guys, this is, this is not the purpose, but I think a lot of societally men have been conditioned that over time, they're not they're not getting the education that they need around what a man truly is and what a man truly looks like and what a man truly does in order for the woman to step into her feminine so that she can be more attractive so that she can have a higher libido so that she can give you as a man more respect, which is what all, you know, men want respect and peace, right? So if you're not as a man, if you're not in your masculine energy, then your woman's not going to be able to step up and be in her feminine energy and give you that respect and peace. So I kind of went off on a tangent because I'm super passionate about that. But Grisha, talk about that a little bit more and what you're seeing and then how to get how to shift that. Yeah, I'm so passionate also because it, uh, I'm also working with the traditional and the modern roles in yes. a relationship and also that we cannot go back so somehow you know we are conditioned and we are born to as a man be protective and also kind of like taking care and the woman raising the children you know and then cooking and 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 creating home 
but as the world is kind of like as you said at the mess and the chaos we cannot yeah. go back therefore we need to split the homework the house chores the taking yeah. care of the kids or if the man can provide extra then you know then the, then the babysitter could help or you know you know the cleaning lady could support the um uh, the so somehow it's like most of the time there is a bigger problem when they don't have enough finances to yeah. kind of like sort out things to make their life easier. It's very important that uh, that as as woman as a woman I need to step into more in my male power and because I need and the the reasons you already mentioned. So as a as a woman, I cannot be. I, I need to be, uh, you know, more maleish, and then more in my male power because I need. But but just you mentioned, and um, and uh, I cannot just uh, put put aside, you know, in one moment, and then when you are in a bad time, I need to be really sexy and seductive right. and you know juicy and and passionate about you know fulfilling my my. Um, my sexual desires and kind of like like taking care of my man it's yes. like i think this is absolutely again it's not a one-man show we, they need to communicate they need to find a connection they need to find out how they can do it together and then and yeah. coming back to the commitment whether both we can commit to uh to make it together and uh, when it's you know especially when when uh, when kids are are uh, you know coming into the family and we are creating a family then uh, i can see also that may, a man starts to be ignored and kind of like separated so this is this mm -hmm. is a women women responsibility at this moment because yeah. men are really really uh, um open and to support and then for that moment women needs to find need to find a way how to ask for support the support on the way they need it kind of yes. like for example we don't need we don't need a lot a lot of um, uh, clothes and and toys for the kids but please bring us some food and yeah. in order i have i have a little bit more me time or please take care of, uh, half an hour one hour to the to the baby and then in this case I can you know refill myself I can go for a walk I can do an exercises I can I can go out for a date with my husband yeah so kind of like dating we shouldn't stop oh no absolutely not I yeah I'm a huge pro proponent of dating and even um, so at the beginning of every episode, there's a there's a, a date box that is an ad for a date box because, you know, if you don't have like, OK, great, you don't have the finances to go out, then do something at home. Do like shut the TV off, be intentional, do something fun, something new, play a game, anything that gets you connecting is huge for this. Absolutely huge. It refills both of your cups and then you're able to have that happy, happier relationship. And going back to what you said, like almost like if you've had a relationship that you're like, this isn't working and I want a new marriage, 
but I want it to be with, with my, my same spouse. That's where I tell my, my, all my clients, when they start with me, I tell them in the very first session, everything that you had before has to die. Your, your old marriage has to die and you have to create a, a brand new marriage. And the way that you do that is by repairing a, a lot of apologies, working through all of that. And then, yeah, getting back to that honeymoon stage. And they do usually, you know, my program is about seven months. So usually in like the, the end of the first month, beginning of the second month, they are starting that honeymoon phase over and we're starting to work through all the things. But again, it goes back to that self-awareness too. That like, if you don't, if you're, if you just know that you're mad, but you can't sit here and, and say, okay, I am resentful or I am mad because I'm not getting help with housework because I'm not getting time for myself because I'm, you know, I feel like it's an unequal balance of, um, you know, my partner gets to go and do and, and fill their cup all the time, but I don't feel like I'm getting my cup filled. Or if your partner is spending more time with friends than they are with you, then that's going to create a problem. Like there's so many things, but a lot of times it's going to take a third party to tell you that because what I've found, you can tell me if you've, if you've um, found this too, it's the accepting influence that we're missing, that our partner will tell us, Hey, I feel like you spend too much time with your friends and I'm not getting enough time with you. And what the partner will hear is, you're bad. You're, you're a terrible person. You're neglecting me. And so it's, we take it, you know, that partner is taking everything personally. They feel attacked. And so now like we've got, like it's become about them versus about the, the partner that was hurt that came to them in the first place. And that often is a part of abuse. So we don't even realize that we're abusing each other. Absolutely. And this is also coming back how we are communicating. Yeah. If we are kind of like pointing out, then the other will will uh, realize it as, as, a, as a tech. And yeah. then, you know, that, of course, I start to defend and I start to yeah. kind of like push back. And then it's a push and pull uh, game. And yeah. then this is how we need to also learn how we express our emotions without pointing out. You know that also yes. kind of like like open and and uh, uh, communication and the other one is that um, getting give uh, a kind of like start to give compliments and mm -hmm. appreciation and acknowledgement and I think this is what we also need to learn because we haven't learned uh, in our childhood so for example for for me it was like ten years ago I was. I was in a training and after that everyone put uh, on Facebook how they proud of this, that they've done it. And I said, what? We've done it, you know, let's go to the next one. And then I realized that, oh my gosh, I've done so much and I was not appreciating my, uh, myself. And I, I didn't feel, because it was normal for me that I'm, I'm overperforming because this was a high expectation from my father. Yeah. And even though I've done it, then I I didn't get that kind of love what I wanted, yeah. And uh, 
that's why we need to learn and that's why we need the support so because we are ourselves i also have more therapists uh you know in different topics because so for me also there was this uh this pattern that uh i was overperforming because uh, my, uh for my father i was enough he was always criticizing me therefore performed everything and there was 10 years ago there was a training and then everyone put you know that I'm so proud I've done it and I said what you know we've done it let's go to the next one and then I realized that oh my gosh I, I didn't stop for celebrating myself I didn't yeah. stop just for uh, realizing and acknowledging what I've done therefore I started to teach myself you know that uh, giving compliments to myself and others because most of the time it was it was formulated inside but I I had no pattern how I express it yeah and I think this is absolutely in you know in our generational uh, problems that we need to see even just the small things for ourselves and for others as well you know oh my gosh it's so good that you made that uh, you know the dishes or or you 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 know that you you made this or that in the uh and then it's so good that you uh you you were just reading for the kids and then you know i could i could have an amazing bath and then now i can be with you yeah yeah i think a general lack of appreciation is definitely uh, something in relationships that is is there and is prominent that we're just we it's almost like an unspoken expectation that our partner just does it like just does the nice things and then we don't actually appreciate them but anybody who is appreciated for what they're doing is going to do more so talking about like, what is the number one thing for you as a coach that you help people with? The number one thing is that to find our true connection with ourselves and also that finding every single moment, what is true for me? What is What are my needs? How can I express it? And it starts with, uh, and also with different angles we are, uh, touching, uh, you know, that how we can crack all of this because we created an amazing uh, walls around us. And mm -hmm. also what I'm also as a symbol, you know, that uh, that uh, Christmas tree with a lot of things which I, I don't like at all because everyone else put it in. So we need to start to to take it off and then put our beautiful ones to make it harmonize. And uh, then uh, the other thing is what is in my process is creating safety. Because what yes. I realize most of the time, uh, so the safety is very important because most of the time, even we haven't, re uh, we haven't experienced in our life how to feel safe in our body. Yeah. And, uh, and um, in the, the romantic and intimate relationship, we need to feel safe and then connected, not to kind of like stuck in our head, in our to-do list and responsibilities, 
just enjoying our body because we forget about enjoy life because it's a to-do list it's a must it's a kind of like you know schedule of a day and uh, we need to find pleasure we need to find joy in our everyday life and also that how we can do this if we are relaxed you know stress-free a little bit at least you know for at that least, time yeah. what we are what we are dedicating and um so for the relaxation we need to feel safe in our body with our femininity and masculinity mm -hmm. with the space where we are right now you know because most of the time there are a lot of you know uh, the kids are there you know anyone could could come you know that or something is this uh, could disturb us so we cannot be fully relaxed because we need a kind of like standby state and oh my gosh what so it's also stuck in our head and um we need to feel safe with our partner and if there are a lot of argument abuse then then you know the safety is not there yeah. and this is the uh, the most important thing what i'm also teaching and and showing and giving tools how you can create safety in your everyday life and connect with this this is uh, kind of like inner power and inner inner resource uh, because most of the time we are looking for safety outside and this is what we need to change and shift in ourselves and in our yes. lives yes I think a lot of it too is that again, it's that self-awareness that I keep coming back to, but it's so important and it's so lacking that it's the, when someone doesn't, especially your partner, doesn't feel safe with you emotionally, mentally, you know, any of that financially. And they tell you that you have to hear that. And it's hard, but true truly happy successful relationships have those hard moments and they have those hard conversations and that's an opportunity for you to look at yourself and say my partner is telling me that they don't feel safe with me and that sucks to hear and it doesn't make it less true so how can I change to let them feel safe and it's also caring enough about your partner to care about their feelings and their experience that you're creating for them. Um, one thing I think we were going to start talking about this and then we got sidetracked and onto masculine and feminine, but talk about that attraction that if you've lost attraction for your partner, or if your partner comes to you and says, I'm just not attracted to you anymore. Talk about that. And like, is it possible to get that attraction back and how to do that? I would go there uh, on a way that what, uh, you know, find a, the source of uh, why uh, any of them feels that uh, less of attraction or fully lost the attraction. And there is always something which could, you know, could be seen. And this is also going back to the pattern. Yeah. And then this is the this is the way how they can express, you know, I lost it because it's easy to say. So I think this is also connected with the commitment issue. 
Yeah. So it's easy to say that I'm not att attracted at all. And it could be uh, from uh, the, uh, and both, I think both uh, for men and women with the hormonal changes, you know, mm -hmm. by the time. And we need to take care of this and also kind of like shifting uh, the uh, belief systems and the mindsets around that. Uh, because it's also in the collective that, you know, by the time, you know, the, uh, the sex drive is uh, getting lower and then, you know, after a while we don't need uh, sexuality. But this could be, I also have uh, many clients over 60 and they are still have uh, active sexual life and they want, want to have more and they want to, to experience more and, and, and uh, you know, adventure, uh, you know, even in tantric uh, uh, ways and also how they can connect deeper. How, and also, you know, that, that intimacy is much more than, you know, we just have an intercourse. Yeah. And, you know, just just a quickie. Yeah. Uh, and then you can explore much more in the intimacy and then you can have deeper connection, even just with a with an eye gazing, even but uh, just with a with a gentle touch or with a hug or just a kind of like cuddling a little bit. And yeah. then this also it's also very, very important, especially creating and when we are in a good um, uh, phase of our relationship when we are in a deep and challenging part then then we could be together and we can be and then our relationship can be really really strong and you know we can do it together yeah. and after that because we are in a roller coaster even you know uh, by ourselves you know that every single day is a roller coaster so sure. we need to get used to how to to manage when we are going down and then we are in, in, in the deepest moments and find a way how we can support each other and then find a way how we can resource ourselves and other and, and each other. Yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, one thing I want to touch on is I think it's really important to talk about women and how women orgasm because I think what's happening in a lot of relationships that I've coached especially is um men think they're getting their wife off and their wife is not getting off or men are very selfish in the bedroom and they come before she does basically and then it's oh sorry babe I'll get you next time or something like that and they like men are almost, and again, not man bashing, just pointing out what I'm seeing that men are almost impatient that it takes more time to get their woman off than what they take. And so I, I, the, the analogy that I use is that women are like an oven. It takes a long time to re preheat, but men are like a microwave. It's very quick, like takes a lot less time to get it done. And so with that, um, kind of talk about like women and like how to orgasm and how to be more um, in tune with your woman partner to get, get her off. Okay, I would say, I would like to start with men. So because they are quick and then they are me so much because most of the time they are thinking that ejaculation 
Ejaculation and orgasm is the same and equal. And no, you can have much more orgasm without ejaculation, and you don't need to, you know, don't need to be uh, become tantrical, a tantric man. So because you your body so kind of like kind of like point out for man, and then you can explore and enjoy much more. Yeah. And in this case, you can also understand women how they why they need a little bit more time and also the, the other thing is that man is uh penetrating right the moment woman that's why I, I really love you know the oven and microwave uh, symbol so because for us we need to open up to receive yes because you know and then if uh, our beautiful and and powerful man is so stressful then we are receiving all of them like a sponge. Yep. And yep. so we're absorbing their stress. Exactly. And yep. it's also very important, the kind of like red light for women, that you need to find a way how you can clean your yoni. Mm. All of this, because that's uh, most of what I experienced, the most of the female organ problems, infertility, endometriosis, painful uh, and crampy uh, menstruational cycle. And so kind of like a lot of symptoms in uh, uh, menopause. It's about that we are carrying so much from our partners. So because we are are still carrying inside of us. So therefore we need to find out how we can clean our body, our emotional and and also energetic uh, uh, bodies. And uh, so, and then I think I can can uh, go back that you know creating intimacy, uh, which is much more than just we are we are having sex in the bedroom. So we can we can have much more connection, and also uh, maybe uh, when we are there in the bedroom, then we we are fully ready. So yeah. man out there, the, you need to kind of like heat up. Even if you want something in the evening, start in the morning, a teasing, a giving, or kind of like be kind, be caring, and then kind of like healing up the woman to be ready yeah. for that part. And then, then both you will enjoy it. Right. And, uh, and uh, from the other, my other advice would be for women if you know your man is doing in this way and you know it's step by step you can make the change because you know if you have any issues out of the bedroom then first you need to start to to heal that part and then you know it will also affect on on the intimacy and sexuality uh but uh, if you are feeling that you are not fulfilled uh, and not uh, fully ready so you can also take care of yourself you can do uh, kind of like preparation and also you can do self-pleasuring and also maybe it will you know your your man will like it right you know how you are doing and then uh, you know if you are in the action if you are there don't formulate in a way that how not to do because right. long term it will also affect a low libido for a man or so kind of like he starts to reject uh, the intimate connection and then how you what you can do this 
please do this in this way. It will be so good. Or maybe kind of like refer, last time you did this and I really loved it. But mm -hmm. it's also very important that we need to know what we need, what is good for us. So this is yes. all absolutely going back, self-discovery. And then because most of the time women are expecting men to, you know, to find a way how they can please them. And then this is also around a lot of shame around our uh, female pleasure. So if you have any, so in the audience, if you have any shame around this and also taboos because religionally or, or you know, in this society, you raised in a way that you need to be a good girl and also kind of like fulfilling the man's requirements right. in the relationship and in the marriage. And then pleasure is not for women. And in this case, I encourage you to find uh, a person who could support you to discover your body and find a way what is pleasurable for yourself because yes. it will affect on your whole life, you know? Yeah. And it's it's very important for us to really enjoy and not just not just kind of like our life should be responsibilities and to-do lists and everything, you know, that we need to do. And then because it's so, you know, it's it's very short our life here in this human experience. And we are here to be happy and joyful and being loved and you know to find a way. And then it's always like kind of like like a red red light if if it's the opposite is coming and find a way how you can turn back towards the pleasure towards the love towards the appreciation towards be, being cared and and finding that that kind of connections um what is fulfilling yeah absolutely two things um i want i want to touch on something from the christian community that this is something that i've i've really been digging into a lot lately um biblically speaking is that a lot of people think that self pleasure is not okay like when you're in a relationship or when when you're in in a marriage and that could not be further from the truth god created sex for a man and a woman like when they are married that is what sex is for is for you guys to explore each other learn each other and that actually that emotional intimacy so it's kind of like a baseball field is how i portray it to my my clients that you bat the ball and you run to first base and first space is that connection, getting to know each other, letting each other into your worlds, you know, talking about things like that, that are, that are deeper than surface level, deeper than the, Hey, how are you today? How was your day? Work is good. The kids have a dentist appointment on Thursday, like that kind of stuff. And then you run to second base, which is like that deeper connection. And then third base is building that emo like it, you have to have that emotional safety. So first base would be emotional safety. Second base would be connection. Third base is that deeper emotional intimacy where like you are really one-on-one, -on -one. like you, you are, you know, on the same page, on the same level, feeling so connected with your partner. And that's what creates home plate, which is like that deeper physical intimacy. And it was so amazing when you experience that, but it is, it does require tension. 
So like you were saying, so, you know, that self-pleasure, like really learning about each other and what each other really likes in the bedroom and doesn't like and prefers. And like, like you were saying, Hey, let's try this. And Hey, let's do that. And all of that. Um, the second thing I want to touch on is you were talking about cleaning your Yoni and like really cleaning that out because we do harbor all of the extra junk that our, our partner is bringing in, um, all of that stress and whatnot. So how do you do that? So for somebody who's out there, that's like, I, what, I have never heard about this. Dive into that. Yeah. Uh, I found two ways to do that. Okay. Uh, one is what I'm doing in my, my trauma healing massages, kind of like with the trigger points to let it go and then heal what is there. And it could be not just from the partner, but also, you know, what we are carrying from generations, from the femininity, from uh, through the, the menstruational cycles. And the other one is uh, working with the jade egg. Uh, which is uh, like like uh, working uh, internally in the yoni and also can do a healing work with that. So I'm also teaching that. Okay. And uh, there are so many uh, courses, online courses out there. Uh, most of them, what I can see that not uh, working with trauma healing. So I'm also yeah. combining with the trauma healing because this yeah. is also part of it. So Huge, yeah. it's like not just yeah, not just not just for pleasure and and experiencing more pleasure and different kind of orgasms, but I also feel that first we need to clean to re, uh, create safe uh, and space for uh, experiencing different kind of pleasure. So we need to clean our energetic and physical and emotional and mental level, and op- and then open up to receive more. And then it's very important to uh, to highlight also that the sexual energy is a life force, creative, fertile manifestation energy. So mm-hmm. if we are not using, if we are suppressing, if we have a lot of troubles um, and also rejections and suppressions and uh, and shame geared around this, then you know we are uh, we are blocking the energy flow. And, uh, and this is how uh, we got more sickness and kind of like less. Uh, that's why we are feeling tired and I don't want it. But, you know, the good sex and good intimate connection is giving much more energy. So I yeah. have I have very because uh, even I'm alone, if I'm alone, then I'm also also creating sexual energy and circulating the sexual energy and if there is a blockage then you know i'm I'm healing that and then this is how i really want to connect and then uh, you know this with full power and the enjoyment and also especially if there are kids you know we need to show them that you know that we have a lot of energy and then we are enjoying our life yes yes Yes. Getting out there and being, having enough energy to throw a ball with them in the yard and you know, that, Hey, life is meant to be lived. And so, ah, I love that. Um, as we wrap up here, talk about, uh, courses you have available now, how people can find you, where people can find you and get connected. Yeah, sure. You can find me on the social media, Girisha Andrea. 
uh, and also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and and uh, YouTube. And also, I have um, I have this free gift to uh, with this video series, how to find and create safety in your life. So uh, very practical that how you can find it. And then I would like to offer uh, a thirty minutes, uh, kind of like discovery call or wh whatever we are calling, the kind of like connection. And then I would love to answer your questions. And uh, kind of like in, within these thirty minutes, we can do a a short laser coaching session also that you know nice. with one question then we can go deep and then you can have you know a clarity and also the next step so i would love to to invite you if you feel any connection with me that you know that because i really passionate to 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 see more women and men out there to have more harmonious relationships and healing the past because it's it's all, all you know already happened and yes. then not not let them uh, let them to lead our lives yes kind of like take you know take take the lead wow that's so generous of you to to offer this 30 minute free call for for any listeners out there I will put all of the links in the show notes so you can get a hold of Garisha and get your 30-minute call. Um, Garisha, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate you so much. And I just, oh my gosh, you are so full of emotion and energy and passion and education. Like you are just a plethora of knowledge. So um, today has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you very much for inviting me and thank you very much that we can go so deep in different yes. uh, different areas. So I'm sure that that uh, that our listeners could take so many uh, you know snippets from this and then uh, immediately could could change and see that how they can they can uh, bring shift in their relationships in any ways. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Recognizing Potential podcast. If you found the content in this episode helpful, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. I appreciate it so much, and it would absolutely make my day if you would share this episode by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your social media. I'll leave ways to tag me in the show notes, and I will talk to you next week.